Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Hallelujah. We bless you, O God, for your great mercy and for your great love. Thank you for the privilege to be in your house. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for separating us. Thank you for giving us life. Thank you for giving us hope. Hope of a future and hope of eternal life with you. We give you praise and we give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Wow. How to pray and do Greater works. Chapter 16. Everything by prayer. Nothing without prayer. John chapter 14, verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than this shall he do. Because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Amen. How to pray and do greater works. Now, prayer, effective prayer and answer to prayer is also linked to your position as far as working for God is concerned. And this subject is very important because it's um, our year of work and we are also in a season of prayer and I believe we are part of the prayer in every way And anyway, because if you are not part of it, it's a great loss to your life and to your future. The prayer at the beginning of the year is not a prayer for the year, but it gives us a foundation. It's a foundation of prayer that we are laying for the year 2024. So, 
um, what you put in by way of prayer also sets the stage for you as you travel through the year. We pray always. We pray at any time. But there are prayers um, that are also of greater significance. If you take Jesus, Jesus was praying all the time. You preach to the people and you leave them and go to the mountains to pray or go anywhere to go and pray. Um, but the type of prayer he did, which is recorded in the Bible, is 40 days of fasting and prayer in Luke 3. And that was at the beginning of his ministry. And after that, I don't remember that he did 40 days of fasting and prayer. Do you remember? Yeah. And, but he was praying all the time. So the 40 days of fasting and prayer where he was tempted of the devil was much more of laying a foundation, making a statement of what he is here for and what he is about to do. So I'm saying this to say that the prayer at the beginning of the year, which we do for a number of days, is very, very important because it ashes you into the year. It's not like you have finished praying for the year, but it ashes you into the year and lays a foundation for the year because every year is a new year. Every year is a, a different year. Nobody has seen this new year that comes before, 2024. You haven't seen it. You haven't heard of it. I mean, those of us who are coming from the 19th era, I mean, now, yes, we are used to 2020, whatever, but it was very strange to change from 1998 to 1999. Then now it's 2000, 2001, and so on. 2000, they said we were going to die. Y2K was going to catch us, and all kinds of things were going to happen to us. We were all afraid. Um some um, destiny was coming to hit the earth a stone yes was coming to hit the earth and smash the earth and it will be the end of our lives all kinds of things at that time I think that year a lot of people went for 31st night because everybody was afraid of something coming. And then, before we go for our 31st, then we hear the news that 
those in the far east, they have made it. They have entered the new year. And somehow nothing has happened. And we also had some assurance that it will work. And we have been here 24 years after. And we are still walking around. So what I'm saying is that it's a new thing. And it is very new. It's new to everybody, but it's very new to the people. We were 19. It was so easy to say 1992, 1994. But now we are used to it. You see, but as we move on, new year new things, new whatever, you don't have an idea what it is. But praying at the beginning of the year is also saying to God that, Lord, I'm here by your grace. And I don't know what there is in this year, and I don't know what is coming. But I'm depending on you, I'm relying on you, And I'm giving it all to you. And I'm allowing you to direct my life and direct my path in this new year. And I'm allowing your will to be done in this year. So I am encouraging you, um, at least for the past one week, more than a week. Oh yeah, more than a week. We have been praying. If... You think it's not important, then it's a big mistake because it's very, very, very important for you. If you are a Christian, the most potent weapon you have in your hand is your prayer. And I was showing those in the first service that the Bible talks about put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil in verse 11 of Ephesians 6. And then in verse 12 he said that for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, not little wickedness or small wickedness, but spiritual wickedness in the high place, they are spiritual spiritually wicked in the high place. They must be very wicked. That must be the most wicked type of people you can meet. So he said, these are the people we are dealing with. Whether in 2023 or 2024, you are dealing with these people. And if you manage to deal with them in 2023, remember that they will come with a stronger force in 24. True or not true? Yeah. 
they'll come better. They'll come better prepared. They'll be stronger. So these are the things we are doing. So put on the whole armor of God. Then in verse, the next verse, which is verse 13, he repeats what is in verse 11. He says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. That at the end of the day, you will be standing. Because at the end of the day, some will not be standing. But going through the pieces of the armor from verse 14 uh, talks about the belt of truth and the what? Breastplate of righteousness. And then verse 15 talks about the what? Your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel. So the gospel are the shoes, the boots you are wearing for your battles. Then 16 will talk about helmet of salvation and what? The shield of faith. Then 17 will talk about what? Helmet of salvation and then the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. But it doesn't stop there. Then verse 18 says that praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all sin. Praying always. We talk about the armor of God and the pieces up to um, verse 17 to the sword of the spirit. But verse 18 is very, very, very important for even these things to work together. And I believe that it is the praying always, the always prayer or prayer that makes all these pieces fit together and work together. So if we are contending with wicked spirits and spiritual things that we cannot see, therefore, let's arm ourselves properly so that we can stand against these powers. And then the conclusion of the armory is prayer. If you leave prayer out, you are like a soldier without weapon. You are standing naked, empty, weaponless. And any power can get you easily. So those of you who think prayer is not important... It's the biggest mistake you can make in your life. Oh, true. It's the biggest mistake you may. I don't know what type of Christian you are. Because prayer is your source, your source of power. That's where everything consists and everything holds together. That is where you relate with God and you 
have interaction with him. And that is where the power of God also rubs off on you. And you can walk as a man with some power to fight things and to overcome things. So if you don't pray, it is very sad. You are an easy target of the enemy. So get involved. Did I read John 14, 12? Very good. It means I'm preaching already. Okay. So, Jesus said, you will do greater works. Greater works than these shall you do, because I go unto my Father. And he continues to say that whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And he said, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Do you know John fourteen fourteen? Do you know John fourteen fourteen? Is this John fourteen fourteen? At least you you should learn one scripture today. So let's say it together. John. Uh huh. Say it again. You see, you know one scripture today. Yes. If you ask anything in my name, but. He said, I'm saying to you that you will do greater works. If you believe the works I'm doing, you will do the same work. And you even do greater works. Maybe you think it's impossible, but just believe it. That there's something called greater works that you can do. Whatever you have done before, you will do greater than that in the name of Jesus. Because it's our year of work and we are doing greater works for God. If you did anything in 2023, you are doing greater works in 2024. Say amen. If you did anything in the years past, you are doing better at this time in the name of Jesus. Shout amen. If your ministry worked in years past, your ministry is working better at this time. You are into greater works in Jesus' name. That's what we believe. Oh yes, we are getting better and we are doing better as we go on. We refuse to go back to retrogress. We refuse to point to last year or 2022 and say that, hey, the way we used to do this, we will never use that statement. We used to be this and we used to do that. We are doing greater works as we go on. It's getting better and it's getting better and it's getting better and it's getting better working for God. And I don't encourage anybody who point to the past and say that when I was a shepherd... And I used to do this, and I did this, and I was doing this, and I was doing it. And now, what do you do now? No. Rather, you are doing greater works. So you are doing better, and you are doing better, and you are doing better, and you are doing better. In Jesus' name. Shout a big amen. Shout a big amen. Because you are the one doing greater works for the Lord in our year of work. Now, Jesus said, that a person who is engaged 
in greater ways. Verse 13 applies to that person. And what is verse 13? What's verse 13? Whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do it for you so that the Father will be glorified. If you involve or engage yourself in greater ways for the Lord, he has a promise for answered prayer that whatever you ask, I will do it. And he didn't stop there. Verse 14, which is the verse you know right now, which says what? I will do it. So, Jesus is looking at people. Everybody has answered prayer. Everybody believes in answered prayer. Everybody expects God to answer their prayer. But there are some people that stand in the position where their prayer is guaranteed an answer. These people are the people engaged in greater ways. Yes. Are you one of them? Are you one of them? Are you doing greater works? Are you doing better? Is it your desire? Is it your prayer that I will work for God? I will do better. I will be more fruitful than I have been before. If you are in that category of people and you stand there. He said, whatsoever you ask, I will do it for you. God will answer your prayer. God will answer your prayer. God will answer your prayer. As you agree with God in what he's doing. Jesus said, my father worketh and I work. I'm working with my father. As I see him working, I work with him. As I see what he's doing, I'm doing it with him. I'm helping him to get the things done. I'm working alongside with him. As you work along with God, there is no need in your life that will not be met. There is no prayer that will not be answered because you become a co-worker with God. Yes. If you come and meet God trying to do a job, God is trying to leave this chair and put it somewhere and it's not coming out. No, it shouldn't come out. God is struggling. Then this man comes and instead of helping to remove the chair, you see my business, look, that my business, the other one is collapsing and I don't like the way it's collapsing. God, help my business to come there. Look, all that God is trying to do is get this chair and put it on the stage. And you, you come, my business, my business, my business. Is it a good thing? Do you think God should be happy with such a person? But this man over here is helping. Yes, helping to take the chair. And then he said it's like this. Yes, like that. And then, yeah, help God. Help God. Have God. Have God. Ha! Ah, you said your name is what? Huh? Wonder. Whatsoever you ask me, I will do it for you. Yes. Should I follow this man who is, as I am seriously moving my chair to come and sit on over, now I can sit down. He's not talking about his business in Nima. He's not concerned about my need, my work, and what I'm trying to do. All he wants is my business in Nima. 
my business anymore. My beloved going astray. Now she doesn't answer my calls anymore. She especially the text message. I will see that she has read, but she will not. Even because of me, the WhatsApp she has changed to the one that doesn't take green. And I know it's because of me. As um, God is seriously trying to get the child out, it is this stupid girl who doesn't read your testament. That's all you are talking about. But if God gets somebody who will help him move the chair, he said, whatsoever you ask, I will give it to you. May you be one that is doing greater works with God and working along with God and whatever you ask, he will give you. You will find answers to your prayer and you will marvel. Yes. John fifteen sixteen is a scripture. I'll give you scriptures and we'll close. He said, you have not chosen me but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. A condition for answered prayer and God giving you whatsoever is that I've chosen you to be fruitful. Once you remain in the business of bearing fruit. Whatsoever you ask the father. He will give it to you. So I'm saying that everybody. Expects answered prayer. Everybody expects something. About, but there are some people. I call it guaranteed answered prayer. It's, a, it's guaranteed for you. That as you are doing the work of God. And you are flowing with him. And walking with him. And agreeing with him. In the things that he's doing. Whatever you ask. I will do it for you. And it is the same verse. If it have chosen you to go and bear fruit. That's one thing. What has it got to do with prayer? But it's, it's in the same verse. With a colon, a colon. Separating the two. That when you do this, the explanation of this is that this is what will happen to you. You can have answered prayer as you engage in what God is engaging in. And remember, many of us, we think our problem is the most important thing. God should stop everything he's doing and then come and see to our problem that we have. God, why is this thing still there? Look, there are, God has more important things to deal with than your little problem. People are not happy about that. He's the biggest of all. God doesn't stop what he's doing so because of your little, say little problem. Yes, a little thing that you have. The main thing is me. The main thing is God. The main thing is what God is doing. The main thing is not you. And the main thing is not your problem. But the main thing is what God is doing. 
So if you expect God to stop everything, forget about everybody, I'm the one here. Why is God not answering? Join hands with God and agree with God in his main program that he's doing. Even the program of saving souls, the program of working the works of the kingdom, and the program of making the church work. Agree with God in these areas. When you agree with him, yours He said, whatsoever you ask, I will give it to you. That's what he has said. You cannot stop what he's doing to come to you and come and solve your problem. God has a purpose. Please, do you understand what I'm saying? Don't make yourself and your issues the main thing. God is bigger than you. And God is bigger than your issues. And what you have as an issue, a problem, is just a little, small something for God. If you can agree with him, you will see his mighty hand in your life that is solving problems in your life, that is turning things around in your life, and that is making things work differently in your life. Isaiah 55, verse 7, right? Verse 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. Do you agree with the scripture? Yes, my thoughts are not, the way I'm, the, you see, I, it's like I can see that my thoughts are not your thoughts. As I'm trying to do this job, you have a different thought altogether. It's not the same. And your ways are also not my ways. What you think is the way, and what you think is what must be, and what you think is the most important, is also not my way. That is not what I am following at the moment. That's not it. We are different. That's why we must look for God's thought and God's ways. And follow God's thoughts and God's ways. Then we'll be in agreement with God. And the result will be tremendous. You see that God is really working in your life. Verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. What does it mean? Your ways and your thoughts, they are just some little insignificant something down there. But God says that my thoughts and my weight, they are higher. Even the thoughts he has for you, they are far higher than what you think it should be. You can't fathom it. You can't think about it. You can't even ask for the things that God has planned for you. Yes. He said, I have not seen nor ear heard Neither has entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. So when you demonstrate your love for God, then you see the preparation or the provision of God for your life. But when you are selfishly asking for what you think is the issue, the results can be very different. May God open your eyes to see what God is doing. My father worketh and I work. 
my father is working, this is what he's doing, this is the line, this is what is for you. Otherwise, you even become a hindrance to God. Oh, I'm telling you, when he's trying to carry that thing and you are following with your selfish interest. I need this, I want this, I need this, I want this, I want this. You said you do this, you haven't done it. And this one too is not done, this one too is not done. Instead, go and join hands with God and help to carry what is carrying, which is the work of the kingdom. And as you help to carry the work of the kingdom, everything about your life, God will also help to carry it. Say amen. Say a big amen. God will help to carry everything that is about you because you are interested in what he is interested in. John chapter 15 verse 7 and 8. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. If you abide in me, Abiding in him is what staying with one of our points is that when you work with God, you become close to him. Is that not so? Because you are working the work of God in our year of work, you also become close to God. John five seventeen is that scripture. My father worketh and I work. I'm working alongside with my father. We are flowing together. We are working and we are talking and we are flowing and we are working and talking and flowing. So as we work and we talk, we become close. I'm abiding in him. I'm staying in him. His word is in me because I need the word to do the work of God. And as I do, he said that if you put yourself in this position, you can ask whatever you will and I will do it for you. May God do more than you can ask. May God do more than you can ask. When you are working for God, you are busy. Your prayer is more even about the work of God. Yeah. Your prayer is about the souls. Your prayer is about the ministry. Your prayer is about somebody backsliding. That needs to return. Your prayer is kingdom prayer. And as you engage in kingdom prayer, it's as if you are not able to, or you can't, you don't even pray for your personal things. But God sees your personal things. And God will supply your personal things for you. Anybody who engages in the work of God, it is God who will pay you. Yes, God will pay you. God will pay you. When you labor for God, God will pay you. If a non-believer boss is able to pay you, God will pay you better. And God will do you better. Amen. God will pay you better. And God will do you better. Now, finally, what work am I doing for God in our year of work? There are different kinds of things that you can do. There are people in the church who do different kinds of things. Immediately, if even you are new, you would have seen that there are some people called uh, dancing stars. Did you see them? They come here, they dance. Uh, uh, they are dancing for God. Yes. That's why we don't encourage people who use what they have here to go and dance for Guinness and um, other 
products, promotions, and things like that. Then you see you on the platform doing whatever. It's for God. Yeah, it's, even if it's the same dance they dance in the world, this one, it is for God. Yes. Oh, yeah, this one is. The way I'm speaking, don't they speak like that in the world? Yes, but this one is for God. There are motivational speakers who will come and talk this, that, that, that. But this one, it is for God. I could have been talking about elections by this time. I mean, yesterday's election showing you the uh, gainers and the losers. But what I'm doing now, it is for God. I'm doing it for God. I could be teaching you um, psychology but by this time so that you all get first class. But what I'm doing now, it is Bible. So it may look the same. Um, singing, dancing, or whatever. But the motive, the mind, the heart with which you do the thing, it is for God. Oh, yes, it is for God. And it is a good thing. You don't have to have a problem. When these people come, you are what? Heralds. And they come and do their um, hypocrisy on stage. How do you call it? Concert. Is it not the same concert people do? But this one... It's for God. This one is for God. This one is for God. Yes. The motive is important. So there are different things. I've mentioned different things that are done for God. That's why we encourage everybody to be part of something. I'm doing this. I'm singing or I'm dancing or I'm Asha or I'm uh, 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 um, actor. Yes, or apostle, whatever. And then even the real work of the church is done in the area. Yes. What they do here is work. But the real work is in Shipontili. Yes. Povicope. Oh, that's where the real work is. That's where the, that's where when you add yourself to the work in the area, you are signing up to be a soul winner for God. And the blessing is going higher. And it's becoming bigger. And I'm, I'm preaching at this time to anybody who used to be, used to, used to. You used to be area worker. You used to be basenta leader. You used to have people that you used to bring to church. And you used to carry to church. And you used to, they used to follow you to church. And used to, used to, used to, and you used to. And now you don't have anybody again or you have stopped this thing. You are depriving yourself of the blessing of God and the real answer to prayer that God promises for you. You better run back to it. Because that's what God wants you to do. I said you better run back to it. And if you had 20 people, now they are left with 7. When I used to have 20, when I used to bring two buses, when I used to, no, 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 no. There's no use to in the thing. We are talking about greater works today and greater works tomorrow. If you were doing 20, you should be doing 50. Then we see the greater works that you are doing. But if you reduce it to seven, is there any greater works about that? No. Oh, let's everybody repent and let's come back to God. And let's do the things of God with all our heart. 
and with all our strength. Because when you work for God, God is the one who will pay you. You will never go broke or say, God, you have worked for God. And at the end of the month, God said that I won't pay you. Or when he has to pay you, he won't pay. It is never like that. God will bless you as you work for him. I said, God will bless you as you work for him. That he said that, that, he said that those who are into greater works, whatsoever they ask, I'm ready to do it for them. Put yourself in that place of a greater works person that Jesus will say that whatsoever you are the father, this one, do. I'm sure in heaven they'll say, oh, do it for this, do it for this, do it for this. And you'll be the one they'll be pointing to. They'll be sending angels to you with their supplies and their provisions because you have been noted in heaven as a greater worker of the Lord. Amen. 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 Different things people clean this place. It's all work. Like yesterday we were here, by the time we finished praying and you are running home, some people are here. Yeah. With their mops and their water and their distant cleaning and making the place nice, arranging the chairs well, so that when you come, you sit on, thank God for these chairs and also for where we are. But one of the annoying things is those days when people come to church, then they would do this. When we had the plastic chairs. Yes. You, you won't come and do any work. You will not help to clean the thing. Is it fit for my bottles? Your Christmas dress. Whereas it's work you could do. Now, another work that you can do is to give to the work. So giving is an aspect of the work that is also the work. Are you with me? If you say, me, I'm a very good center leader, I don't pay tithe. You are working the work and you are working against the work. You don't understand what I'm saying. What are you doing? You are working the work and you are working against the work. You are the bayer of yourself. You are fighting hard to succeed. Then in the night, you come and chew yourself. True, because there's nothing like that. It's all part of the work. And your giving is also your work. What was the scripture we read? Romans 12. I think from verse 8, eh? No, 7. From verse 7. Or 6. Beautiful. Having then gifts different according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. So prophecy is one of the gifts we are talking about, or um, ministry. Yes, ministry. Let us wait on our ministering. What is ministry? Seven. Seven. Yes. A minister is a servant. I'm a minister. I'm a servant. So ministry is seven. So he said, if it's ministry, let's wait on our ministry. Maybe in the church, some people have a job that is seven. If I have bodyguards, I don't have because all the people here, they can't be bodyguards. I'm looking for 
real bodyguards, only that I'm not getting. This one, he cannot. Oh, this guy, they'll throw him away like that. So, what does a bodyguard do? You get, you just, you are just there. You don't talk. You don't preach. You don't make any statement. There's a black guy behind Donald Trump. I thought he was a bodyguard. Then I saw him talking, speaking. Then I said, ah, the guy, the, I don't know him, but once he's talking, he's not a bodyguard. <laughs> so bodyguard, you don't talk. You don't come out. You don't say anything. You are just standing there. When your master is inside, you are sitting outside. The day he comes out, then you get up and you begin to guard him. I mean, when he's there, they are giving him drink and orange squash and things. If they remember you, fine. If they don't remember you, you are just there. So that is minister. Yes. If you are a minister, do it well. It's a gift. Or he that teacheth on his teaching, verse 8. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation. And then he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. So, I'm just pointing out, giving. Now, we are all givers. How many are givers? How many are givers? Very good. We are all givers. And your giving is part of your work for God. Your tithing is your work for God. Your refusal to give tithe is your working against the work of God. You don't understand. Yeah. This is what makes the thing work. This is what makes it work. So if you don't engage in it, you don't think it's important, and you don't do it, you are working against what makes the kingdom of God move and what makes the kingdom work. So I want to encourage you today. Our year of work or working for God, is also giving what we have to give so that the work of God can go on. Beautiful. And then, there are also some people who have special abilities to give specially. They are also here. They're, they're, I think they are the people that are told, do it with simplicity. <laughs> what is simplicity? Don't come expecting that they should always treat you differently, let you sit on the pastor's chair. Do you know how much I give to the church and what I do for the church that you don't know? And when you gave, nobody said anything about it, so you are angry. Is that what you want? You want to receive your reward in the church by the announcement and the acknowledgement? No, you want to receive your reward from God because your reward is with him. Simplicity. That's why Jesus even taught it and said, don't let your left hand know what the right hand is doing. And I'm saying this for those who believe that they are big givers. Simplicity. But your work for God includes your giving. Philippians chapter 4, finally, I finish here. Verse 15. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving but you. Let me pause here. 
giving and receiving. Always know that the two work together. There's no giving without receiving. Maybe there's no receiving without giving. But giving and receiving, they work together. Any time you talk about giving or you are giving, remember that there is a receiving part. And any time you hold back and not give, remember that you are locking off the receiving part of your ministry. The reason why there's no receiving is that there's no giving. But Paul is talking about communicating in giving and receiving. I don't think that when they send Paul the gift, then he also sent them gift. Is that what he was doing? No, no, no. He wasn't sending anything. But it is God blessing them. Remember, always let your eyes be on the blessing that as I give, I receive. As I give, I receive. As I give, I receive. Whether it's your tithe, whether it's your offering, whether it's your special offering, whether it is anything, somebody you help and so on. Remember that God gives back to you. And remember that it's your duty to receive what God is giving back to you. Because God is always giving back to us. And the other is giving and receiving. Giving and receiving. May you never engage in giving without receiving. All your givings and all your good deeds, may you receive more abundantly than before. Verse 16. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. So Paul is acknowledging all the good things that they have done. The things they have sent to you. He said, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. 18. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Then verse 19 is the verse you know and you like. Is that not so? What does it say? But my God shall supply. I, even this one cry, I had all my needs. Because that's how we put the verse. But my God, say it again. And we like this verse. How many like this verse? And we like to take verse 19 out. But we don't read from verse 16 or 15 where we read from that you sent gift and you sent again and you gave and you gave again and you supplied everything. Said that now as I'm here, I don't need anything. I am okay. And because you have made me okay, my God will make you too okay, will supply all your needs. Paul is going out preaching, being beaten, and so on. These Philippians, I don't know what they were preaching. Were they preaching? Were they Bacenta leaders? Uh, Were they being beaten at the time Paul was being beaten? Maybe they were not involved in the crusade or anything, but what they were doing was that they were sending gifts, they were sending money, they were organizing and contributing to the work of the ministry. And suddenly, watch it, the same response that Jesus gave, John 14, 
Verse 12, greater words. Verse 13, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Verse uh, 14, if you ask anything, I'll give you. So, because you have engaged in greater works, anything you ask, you have it. Your prayers will be answered. Chapter 15, verse 16, I have ordained you and I've sent you to go and bring forth fruit. And that whatsoever ye shall add the Father in my name, he will give it you. Because you are going out there and you are bearing fruit. Look at verse, all the sequence of verses we have read in um, Philippians 4. Because you gave and you gave again and you are supporting the ministry and you are supporting the work and you are supporting this, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Because of this you have done. So as you do, the people who are doing the work and doing the greater works and things, this is the promise they have. And the people who are financially supporting, that's the promise they have. It's the same kind of promise. May God supply every need as you also give for the work of the kingdom. The kingdom needs money to run. The people who give the money, God recognizes them and God blesses them. And you are one of them from today. I said you are one of them from today. I said you are one of them from today. You will never miss paying your tithe. Bringing your tithe to the Lord and giving thanks to God and say that, Lord, you have blessed me and I've come with my tithe. And I'm saying thank you for the blessing that you have blessed me with. Oh, you will never miss giving your offering and coming to God with a cheerful heart to give an offering and God blessing you and the promise of Paul that my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. It will work in your life. Yes. So as we engage in every type of work, let us remember that our giving is also work for the kingdom of God. And when we do it, the same promise of answered prayer is the same promise of my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. When you engage in greater works, you will not lack anything. 2024 is not a year of lack. If it's our year of work, it is our year of abundant supply. The more you work, the richer you become. Is that not so? And the more we work for God, the richer we are becoming. Yes. Eh? Verse Length of days. We're here grabbing length of days like this. 3.16. We're grabbing here length of days by wisdom. And this is what... This one is what? Length of days. In the right hand. And in the left hand. Extraordinary woman. Okay. Exploits. Yes, prayer is for exploits. And it will happen in your life. If the more you work, even in the world, the richer you become. The more you work for God, the more God will bless you. The more you work for God, the more God will bless you. As you engage in greater works, you have greater blessing. 
arise. Father, thank you for greater works. Whatever we have done before, we are doing greater. Whatever we have engaged in before, we are doing it even more. Bless everyone, O God, and let your promise never fail. Let every prayer be answered for everyone that is into greater works, O God. Let there be answered prayer. Let testimonies flow of answered prayer that there is and that we receive every now and every day because God's hand is moving in our life. Let there be needs that are met, O God, according to the promise of the word. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Let every need that is represented here not be Become the main thing. We don't see it as the main thing. But oh God, we see you and your work as the main thing. And as we engage in the work, let this need be supplied. We thank you for needs that are made for greater works. In Jesus' name. Amen. You are here this morning. You are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to be saved. You want your name to be written in the book of heaven. Not the book of the church, but in heaven. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. Close your eyes. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand to me like this. I need Jesus. I want to be born again. Your right hand up. If your hand is lifted up, this is the most important moment in this service where heaven will respond to your name. And from today, God will know you and God will deal with you differently. Your hand is lifted up. Come to me in the front here. I'm praying a special prayer for you right here, right here. Come. It's a special moment for heaven to note you and for life to come to you from today. I'm receiving new life in Jesus from today. Come to Jesus, somebody. Come to Jesus, somebody. Come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Say this prayer with me. Come, join them. Everybody, young, old, everybody needs Christ. Young people need Christ. Old people need Christ. Rich people need Christ. Poor people need Christ. Everybody needs Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. This is your prayer. Pray it. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Wash me in the blood. Wash me in the blood. Come into my heart today. Come into my heart today. From today. From today. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I will follow Jesus. I will follow Jesus. I will serve Jesus. I will serve Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord. Thank you, dear Lord. For saving me today. For saving me today. Amen. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari-DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International-HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry, singing home.